Beers and Banter, episode 13, NRL and Origin, AFL, US Open and much, much more. Junior's Jaffa's back in the winner's circle. Hit it, Timmy. Let's get into it. Big Red. Welcome back. How are you, mate? Bit of monday itis, but it's subsiding. Always look forward to the pod on a Monday night. Obviously, we've got uh, we've got our tech man back too. Timmy, welcome back, mate. Thanks, mate. Have Thanks you got a Have you got a note for last week? I, I emailed you doctor certificate. I did do that. Didn't you get it? I'll check. Could be in your junk mail. Hey, check that. Might be still in the outbox somewhere. I, maybe I didn't hit send. Yeah, that old chestnut. We're, we're docking your pay. <coughs> zero zero. We're still in the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't sent the bill yet. When when we get paid, you're getting your first one docked, all right? How are you, mate? Bloody good. Bloody yeah. good. Yeah, good. feeling good, actually. Glad you are. All those that know me know I've been in a bit of a funk for the last couple of weeks, but I think I'm, I think I'm coming out the other side, so it should be good. You're on the home run. Yeah. Uh, big weekend. Was, mate, for me, yeah. You I was a, uh, had a doozy. Yeah, over camping. I'm over at Morton Island for four days, so. How's your beer? It's nearly empty again. You're right, you want one? I've heard that about 48 times in the last four days, so we may as well go one more. Um, yeah, mate, so I must admit it was um, the little bit of sport that I did catch up on was over an iPhone with very limited reception, so. Um, but we'll uh, we'll cover off on that. We'll get I, into it. I, I try to keep track. Um, normally you're the golf man. I try to watch a bit of golf. Ivan Fraser sitting in front of the TV this morning, so he could give me a bit of a rundown of what went on today. Yeah, the golf uh, wrapped up this morning, so I managed to watch the last round, which was good. But I uh, watched a little bit of little bit of footy and a little bit of the World Cup cricket actually over there. So, where do you want to start this week? I think we probably uh, Origin week. There's no better time to start than the Origin teams getting named last night. Is there anything better than Queensland minimal changes? Blues, wholesale changes. So our team should have just flown into Perth today, back on the beers, maybe a bit of a ball session, maybe Wednesday, domination Sunday, going to going to Sydney for a dead rubber? Yeah, I mean, the, like the Queensland team, what, two forced changes through injury, but, um, you know, obviously not not superstars of the team. Um, Arrow and Offengowie. Let's have a look. But, you know, the New South Wales team for me – Fitler's gone and uh, racked up the changes after saying previously that he's a pick-and-stick type coach. So The underlying tones that I see there is that I think Mitchell must have been a problem in camp, like game one. Like, did, do you reckon he was disruptive or there's something going on there that we, we oh, actually well, haven't heard, but he just wasn't good for the he, team? He's definitely been out of form. but Played all right yesterday, but Yeah, I mean, out of form for him is still... Is still pretty good. Um, I think there was definitely an issue because he disappeared after the game, didn't go back to Sydney. Yeah. Straight after the game up here in Queensland. Well, the story was that that was all arranged. Went and spent some time with family. So, um, and and yeah, his form the last six weeks definitely hasn't been up to what he. uh, Do you want to go Blues or Queensland first? Oh, we can start with Queensland. Yeah, right. What do we got? Very similar, all but it looks good to me. Um, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with that back line. Uh, Dylan Napa gets promoted, big puppy. Uh, he's uh, run on. Ben Hunt uh, looking good on in the number nine. Josh Papali, Felice Kafusi, uh, Matt Gillette, Maguire, Moses Mbai. 
hopefully we see a bit more of him this game. Uh, Jared Wallace has got a call up. Tim Glasby call up. And uh, I'm not familiar with Christian Welch. I don't know. Where does he come in? Do you know? Number 18. <laughs> yeah, right. And Corey Norman uh, obviously covering off any uh, injuries in the home. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously a very similar side. I thought Napa was good in game one. Um, so good to see him come into the run on side. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much settled. And do you like this standalone weekend for the for the rep footy? Yeah, I don't mind it. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to see all the different nations play their their internationals. Um, and I think the women's state of origin kicks it off on Friday night. So I'll tell you what, the bloody uh, the NRL becomes a lottery for tipping during this time of the yeah. year. So I don't I don't mind this standalone. Get let those nations play their footy. Uh, Seabold has quickly found out what coaching Brisbane is all about. He's got 12, 12, uh, 12 players that have departed on rep duty. His comments in the post-match press conference were that they all took their bag, their rep bags to Sydney with them. So I, I think he was a little bit salty about that. And basically uh, he thinks he, they all already had their head in representative camp and that's why the Broncos got dusted up on the weekend. Just uh, just quickly while we're on the Queensland team, I, I did tell you we had a bit of feedback from a loyal listener, uh, Big Matty Brugge, pointed out, and you must have mentioned back before game one yeah, that you would have liked to see Munster in the centres. Yeah. yeah but he's uh, he sent in a message and said you're an absolute goose for thinking that. He should be uh, should be in the halves all day, every day. So tell him to a bit never, of feedback from one of them. Tell that. him to never bother contacting the show again. <laughs> No, that's good no, feedback. No, that's good. I like we need more of that. Yeah, bit of feedback from one of the loyal yeah. listeners. Tell him to yeah. do it Big on. Can he can he do that on on one of the socials for us? Yeah. If you can slag him out, yeah, on either <laughs> Facebook and include Instagram, Matt Burrell. Yeah. What what we're going to try and do uh, when I get the shows up in time on a Monday night is I'm happy to take questions or engage with anybody during during the first uh, viewing of the video. So I must admit I do agree with him. I think Munster's. Munster's the number six for Queensland all day, every day. Great organizer. I I did see game three last year. And I had people texting me going, oh, geez, Munster's not going real good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. When you see him live and you can see what he's doing off camera, organising that team, he definitely is a half. I just, you know, when I made that comment, I just thought he, he's just as exciting in the centres and it would have, uh, I can't remember what I was thinking there, Morgan to the bench, I think it was. I, I would play Morgan in a in a utility over him and by probably still. I'll still mm. stick by that. But but team looks good and, and I watched a bit of the Manly game yesterday. DCE looked very good yesterday, so he's uh he's in form ready to go for Sunday night. What about the blues? Should we have a look at them? <laughs> well that's where all the changes are, so we'll we'll dial in on that and have a bit of a look. I think uh the the bloke who's been the toughest uh sort of copped it here is Josh Morris. Solid solid game one and they've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. He's he's been dumped. I really like the idea uh, that we're up against. Is it so? I should know this after like thirty years of watching rugby league. So a two and three line up together and four and five line up together. Is that how it works? I used to play wing. So, <laughs> I, so, so Ferguson's obviously in. Trebojevic is in. Are they playing together? So what I mean is, is Blake and Tom. <laughs> should have meant to look this up before I started, but essentially you have got two blokes that aren't centers playing center in an Origin. Against two guns, and then you got the only one that really concerns me in that back line is Ado Cara. Tedesco's not bad too, I suppose. But um, yeah, I mean, Ferguson, Travojevic are two big ins. So, uh, so at the point I'm trying to make, 
two new defensive combinations. Yeah, it is, but you know, I think Ferguson's been there before and, and done a good job for New South Wales. Travojevic doesn't play centre. Plays plays fullback. He could probably play anywhere he's that good. Yeah, but it's different. Defending at centre is different. So I, I reckon you'll see him targeted on Sunday night with a few uh, set set plays. You heard it here first, Boogie. You like that? Uh, you go down, Nathan Cleary, very lucky to still be in that side. Walker. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah, I disagree a bit there. I think Maloney and Cleary, their their combination at Penrith, um, you know, from all reports, Mitchell Pearce was going to be picked at six until basically the eleventh hour when he was ruled out with injury. But I think Maloney just, <coughs> excuse me, I think Maloney just breeds success wherever he goes. Any club he's been to, a um, little bit of origin he's played, he's. I think he's one of those guys you want to have in your team. Him and Ben Hunt could have a boot-throwing competition at half-time or something. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, Damien Cook, he's going to be dangerous as always. Uh, Boyd Cordner. And Tarek, Tarek Sims yeah, into he, the side. He's, uh, he's a big bopper and I think his sort of game suits origin. So. What about uh, Wade Graham? Two games after 18 months on the sidelines back in the side. Certainly dangerous, but uh, I'm hoping the uh, the origin pace is just too much for him. Yeah. They reckon he's probably, as fit as ever, though. Probably a bit of a surprise. Well, yeah, I know he's been back in, in heavy training for quite some time. Um, and they say that the guys down at the club say that he's as fit as he's ever been yeah. from all the rehab. So um, he's obviously got experience and, and performed on that stage before. So I'm sure he'll fit in all right. I think Freddie's under enormous pressure. I've got to say, and, and I'm fairly biased Queensland, but I think I think New South Wales have picked a better side this time around than, than game one. Probably, probably. This guy, the Tedesco, can absolutely just change a whole game. Uh, if you've got Cook pushing up on him a little bit better, that'll you know you're gonna you're gonna be dangerous up the middle. But uh, I think their centres are not. I'd, I'd be a lot more worried if that was Latrell and uh, Morris. I think they went backwards there, in my opinion. Time will tell. Anyway, that's enough this about This time next guys. week, we'll know. Uh, what about what do you think of the Sunday night game? I don't mind it, to be fair. I think, um, I mean, the hardest thing for, has always been with Origin, is the late start, the 8 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. You know, yeah. They obviously want kids to get into the game and follow the game, but eight o'clock on a weeknight or a Sunday night with school the next day makes it hard. No holiday either. No holiday. Um, I would have liked to see if it was a Sunday game, maybe like a four, five o'clock game. Yeah. Sunday afternoon game. Probably hard in Perth because it'll be a you know two o'clock kickoff. But so what time will it kick off in Perth? I think it'll be a six o'clock kickoff. So it's still going to be eight o'clock. <laughs> Surely not on a Sunday night. I think it's an eight o'clock Sunday night. Well, what's different Sunday night to a Wednesday night? That's woeful. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I guess that Sunday afternoon, everyone have a barbecue and a few beers and and lead into Origin. You're not. But that's the problem. You, you sort of don't. You don't. Why not? I don't know. I don't reckon people will. People. It's a lot harder. You. Well, you well, you think back to the early nineties. I remember the the old afternoon grand finals. People did that. They had the the, the barbecue into the footy, and then everyone had a. But when, uh, when was the last time Origin was on a Sunday? A couple of years ago. Sure. Last year. I don't think it was last year. We had a standalone game of football last year. 
So last year would have been the last time there was a Sunday night footy game? No, in an origin game. Yeah. Yep. Sunday night last year. Last year. Sure. Yep. Can you, can you, uh, can you check, check that for us? We'll have an answer on that in a minute. Check that Keep one going. out. I'm checking that. Um, but, yeah, I think I do like the Sunday game, um, but I think it's it probably needs to be brought forward a little bit in the afternoon. I'd 100% agree with you there. But it'll be interesting. A new stadium over in Perth. Uh, from all reports, it's sold out already. I was talking to a couple of guys today at work that are pretty keen. They're, they're headed over for the game. From Queensland? Yep, yep, okay. from up in Brizzy. Uh, I'm just interested to hear how a, a rugby league game looks on that on that oval. But um, I think it'll be the same as any any AFL ground that they play on. Yeah. And that's that's a big stadium. It's a big ground. Not as big as the G, though, is it? Not as big as the G, but it's a big, big AFL ground. Um as I said a few weeks ago, I went, <coughs> I went to game last year at the MCG or the year before, um, and obviously one of the best teams in the world, but terrible place to watch Origin, yeah, or watch any rugby league game. Yeah, I have uh, a confirmation on that. So game two was Sunday, the twenty fourth of June, two thousand eighteen. There you go. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. Big red ANZ Stadium, Sydney. Big red, plucked it. Well done. <laughs> Please. Uh, righto. Enough origin. Have we covered it? Anything else you want to talk about? No. Fittler under pressure. Kevy just the king of mind games. No. All yeah. Good? No, I think we're good. I think we've we've dived into it now. We'll wait and see. Let, let uh, Sunday night come around and see what happens. Yeah. Righto. Into the bit of NRL uh, Titans. Probably not, not a great result, but it certainly wasn't their worst performance on the weekend. Um... Smaller crowd than I thought. Titans Warriors usually attracts a fair crowd, but that mm. six o'clock time slot on a Friday is t- tough. Yeah, I, f- I know. I was still sitting at my desk at quarter past five. So reg- oh, please <laughs> turn it up. Scouts honour. I did was. Um, so I was never going. I was never going to make kickoff. Is that his desk watching footy? Yeah. <clears throat> watching yeah. The replays. I think that that early game on a Friday, no matter where it is. Um, yeah, and it's hard for guys to get there. But, yeah, I mean, the Gold Coast, is there's a lot of Kiwis on the Gold Coast, and yeah. typically that game drags a pretty good crowd. I normally don't go to it because it's like a Warriors home game. That's <laughs> There's usually heaps of them there. But, um, I don't know, we were close. We didn't quite get the chocolates, but we were certainly in, in that game, which I'd rather that than the some of the efforts we've put up this year. So we did lose Jai Arrow during the game, probably missed Proctor a little bit cleaning up in the middle. Um AJ Brimson, I don't know. People probably saw a video of me on Facebook, uh, a bit uh, bit grumpy on Friday night, but he scored a blistering try a minute or so before to keep us in the game, and then a uh, bit of a nothing kick right on the death. So unfortunately, can't really blame him. He's still pretty young, but uh, probably not the finish we needed to that game. But just didn't quite how, ice it. How did um, Ty Roberts play? Good. Geez, he's kicking well. I don't know. How, I don't know what happened against the Cowboys, but uh, Tyron Roberts is kicking really well at the moment. So, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens because uh, Ash Taylor back at training today. Back at training, which is good. We we said this a couple of weeks ago when when he uh, when he sort of took some time out. One or two things going to happen. You're going to going to work out that you your rugby league's where you want to be, which sounds like he has, or or work out that it's not for him. But from all reports, he's he's gone. Gone west, gone home. Yeah, he's had he's had two weeks away. Um, 
He's he's had obviously time around his family, but also time back in the real world, helping out family on different bit of labouring, a little bit of labouring um, in one of his family's businesses. Um, done various sort of jobs to, I guess, get his head around whether that's what he wants to do or whether he wants to play footy and. And he's now worked out that footy is what he wants to do. Uh, the club's agreed to welcome him back into the club today and, and they're going to put measures around him to help with the psychology and the, the overall well-being of him moving forward. So. Co- the comment was made to me over the weekend that uh, potentially have Garth and Mal let him down by letting him get to that point? Like, isn't that what they're there for, to really mentor and coach him and look after him? And well, yeah, I mean, you have welfare managers and... You know, player support and all that sort of stuff within a club, maybe. I think if, if Garth had a look, said to him two or three weeks before that, hey, pal, go and have a stint for the Bears or for the Seagulls on the weekend and, and find some form, all all that media stuff would have went away because that's what should have happened. I think the coach... Well, well, I mean, we've touched on it before, but this whole mid-season review that Mouth pulled out, to me, that there should be a review every week. That this sort of stuff shouldn't get to a point. Well, I get that, and a, and and a review can include, you know, the welfare of guys. And obviously, Ash has been struggling for quite a few weeks. Yeah, a simple, hey mate, how you going? How's things? What's up? The, the old school guys will tell you, oh, toughen up. You know, you know, young fellas these days. But it's very similar to bullying. Like kids, kids that are getting bullied at school in the old days. At least when they got home to their parents, they were. They were safe for you know twelve hours, but now kids kids that are getting bullied at school are getting bullied online and at home as well. Same for a player. If you avoided the papers back in the old days, you were oblivious to what what people thought of your footy game. But now it's so easy for people to tell you how rubbish you are, and you know there's a thousand of these shows telling people their opinions, which you know we enjoy doing. But as a player, I'm sure. It's a t- whole different dynamic if, if all of a sudden the whole country's talking about you. And same as that, that alleged video that we, we mentioned the other week, the player that was spoken about as ties to that, to that video, even if he's not in the video, it's, it's di- clearly had a mental effect on him uh, and that, it, that he's struggling to deal with. There's something going on there. Well, the whole, the whole dynamic of Don't the, mention his name. The whole dynamic <laughs> of the game and the whole dynamic of a of a footballer these days. I mean they're they're hundred percent professional. Yeah. Um, you know, their sport has now full time you know, Fox Footy. There's a full time channel just covering the games, the replays, the shows, the news, the updates, everything else. It's for those guys it's a twenty four seven seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year, they've got no way of escaping. So if you're battling, yeah, it's pretty hard to get away. And and he of all people has obviously signed a massive deal two or three years ago. At a struggling club, as a young bloke on a, on big money, he's going to feel the pressure, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, he's hoping. Uh, now we see a bit of competition. I think Riley Jacks has done done himself yeah, he has. Uh, proud. I think Ash is going to have to force him out of that team, and that's probably going to that's surely that's got to come from some Q Cup performances. Then you can't you can't you can't win that spot back on the training paddock, in my opinion. You wouldn't imagine that he'd go straight back in. Like you say, Riley Jackson's been pretty good the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where to, whether he maybe trains for a couple of weeks and fits back in somehow. I, yeah, I don't know. 
What about this? I will tell. We, uh, I was shocked through the week. Boyd to the Titans. I freaked out. I thought, God, no. Surely we haven't signed Darius Boyd. Uh, but it was a young halfback. Hmm. Uh, I think young Palm Beach Currumman, PBC of Kibra Park. Another local kid, yeah. Um, played, you know, schoolboys and a lot of rep, junior rep footy and apparently got pretty big raps on him, so. That'll be interesting to watch. So he goes straight into the squad. So he's available this year as well. Yeah. So we've now got an abundance of halves. Mm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, you couldn't imagine he'll play this year, but um, yeah. The Finger, thing, fingers crossed that Ash gets back to um, full health. And the the one that really baffles me is Brennan in the dark on 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 the peachy scenario. So he's basically said, "I'm not I'm not having anything to do with that. That's between Peachy and the club." And like he, he essentially brought, isn't he the one that brought brought Peachy to the club? And now all of a sudden, oh, if he wants to go home, it's nothing to do with me. Well, yeah, he is. But I think you know, typically a coach's job is to get the best out of the players that are in the team each week, running out in the field, yeah, and ensuring that they play, you know, hundred percent of their ability. So. Maybe it's one of those ones where he's he's put it back on the club and said, "You you deal with Peachy's manager. You guys sort it out. I'll worry about yeah, the eighteen, cool. seventeen guys that are picked each week and fair call. how we're gonna how we're gonna win." Uh, but I I think that's a foregone conclusion. I can't see Peachy being here past June thirty. Oh, you reckon he's gone this year? No, I think it's done and dusted. They watered it down a little bit and said, "Yeah, it definitely won't be with us next year, but maybe it won't happen straight away." Yeah. And and for me, and we've we've touched on it before, but if a bloke doesn't want to be there, let him go. I don't, I don't care how good he is. Hundred um, percent. This brings me. I'm a fan of the transfer window. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I, I don't mind it. I don't mind that at this time of the year, teams can sort of shuffle around a little bit and go. All right, well, uh, we're not going to make it, so we're going to let this guy go to a club, and we're going to bring this guy in and. You know, a bit of a shuffle round, but I would just like it to happen in a short, sharp window. This six weeks of like speculating over who's going where. So James Roberts, it was no, 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 no. He's not going. He's not going to South next minute. He's at South. Mm. Peachy. So there's already been talk of that for two or three weeks. Oh, he's going to. He's going back to Penrith. I think it should be just a case of all right, clubs. Next week, you put your five players in that you're ready to get rid of, and uh, everyone. Basically, it goes into like a mid-season trade window. I, I think that's a better way. Just get it in and out of the out of, out of the way. It could happen this week. So this de- dedicated rep week, you could have you know players moving around in the background, and then once Origin's finished, it's sort of game on, game on again for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I, and I've heard experts talk about <coughs> excuse me experts talk about. Um, clubs that have been hit with injury or yeah. maybe struggling a bit gives them the opportunity to go and pick up a player or two. Hundred percent. But you know, in the case of the Bulldogs the other week, picked up um, with Tesniak, Lesniak from um, DWZ from Penrith. He's not going to make any difference to them this year, but the reality is next year they you know they they could build around him, maybe attract a couple other players. Yep. So it's. I guess it's it's for clubs that are maybe looking forward as well into next year and the year after sort of building a bit of a team or building a bit of a list back up again. Yeah, because it's, it's this funny scenario and I heard it talked about on the weekend that uh, you basically every time we get a, a coach change in the NRL, they want to walk into a club and start rearranging the roster. 
So all the contracts go out the window because the, cl- the coach basically says, if you want to put a performance clause in, in my contract, well, you need to give me the team that I want. Whereas I think it should be, hey, buddy, you're the coach for the next two to three years. This is our squad. Make it work. Mm. Instead of, you know, you've got uh, Gagai at South not happy. You've got players all over the place that are – this whole all this transfer stuff comes from the coaches trying to – get rid of blokes out of their squad that they don't think are fitting in with their new their ideology, which is uh, you've got Seabold, you've got uh, Bennett, you've got uh, Maguire at the ti- Tigers. Uh, the only one I can't work out is Brennan. He, like, well, like <laughs> you just said earlier, maybe that you know brings up that point again about Brennan not knowing what's going on with Peachy. Yeah. But then wanting to be front and centre around who we recruit at the end of the year. Yeah. And who's on our roster next year. And who's running out each week? Yeah. So it doesn't. He's the bizarre one because he's been there now eighteen months or so. He was the one that enticed that guy to to, to mm. Peachy to the Titans. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you can then distance yourself from from the fact that he's not happy. But anyway, probably probably well, enough unless, for NRL for tonight. Unless they've had a falling out or there's some sort of uh, barrier between them, maybe. I, I go back to what we talked about the other day. I, I reckon Brennan's too close to a couple of those blokes. Cartwright, Taylor and Peachy have all under-delivered this year and all three of them are guys that Brennan either brought to the club or potentially, with in Ash's case, I think he had a big bit to do with Cartwright, uh, with Brennan coming to the club. So they're too close. So he can't make the tough call, which is he probably should sit out this week. Yeah, I mean, definitely Cartwright and, and he obviously brought Robertson. I don't know. I mean, Ash has never been at Penrith where he was and I don't know. There was a definitely a tie. Definitely. Can you fact check that for us, Timmy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. That's probably enough NRL. Let's move on to the AFL. I haven't seen you in a Suns jersey in quite a number of weeks. No, now. I actually, uh, <laughs> although I was away at Morton, I was actually thinking at three-quarter time that I was probably due to bring it out. Um Against St Kilda on Saturday afternoon. I nearly text you. Uh, I mean, they were the better side for certainly the first three quarters. St Kilda overran them in the fourth. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's hard. And, again, we've spoken about it earlier in these shows, but the Gold Coast is a fickle place and they need to start winning some games and, and they're judged on win and loss, as most clubs are. But I think they've definitely been – they've improved this year under the new coach. They've been – all bar one game where they got blown away, they've been competitive most weeks. Yep. Um, naturally, obviously, haven't won for a while, but and and that's that's the bottom line, the win and loss. But I definitely think they've shown signs of improvement. Um, but another couple of wins before the end of the year is, is certainly required. Outside that, it uh, the AFL is a little bit quiet this week. They have a split round as well, so some sides. What what is their mentality there? Like, there's no rep footy. <laughs> no, there's not. But it's basically to give guys that or clubs similar to what we spoke about, clubs that have got injuries, players are a bit sore, gives them an extra week in the middle. Bit of a refresh. Bit of a refresh to then go again for the second half of the year. So. Half the teams have a bye this week. Half of them have a bye next week. So, yep, bit of a quiet week in the AFL. Uh, all the talkback radio seems to be about crowd behaviour in the uh, AFL. What's yeah, going it's, on? it's an ongoing issue. Um, certainly, the last probably six or eight weeks, it's been highlighted with three or four big incidents. Um, 
And I think now, I mean, the AFL certainly got involved, but I think now the clubs as well are getting involved where they can. They're, they're alienating their biggest shareholder, the biggest stakeholder, so to speak. The, the owners of the game, which is the fans, the ones that pay the bills are the ones that are feeling, uh, you know, disgruntled about this whole scenario. I'm all for... Uh, I, there's nothing worse than going to a footy game with your kid and, and not feeling comfortable sitting in your seat because there's someone well, carrying on. But if, if all you're doing is really going hard and cheering for your team or, you know, you maybe you're giving the opposition team a spray, I think you can do that as long as you're not being, uh, you know, any, any you know, racist or d- discriminatory. I, I, I think it's game on, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that why you go? Well, yeah, I think. But I think there's got to be a line in the sand. I mean, that, the reality is – and. NRL is the same as AFL, but all these clubs are now struggling to get families to go to the games. Yeah. Mainly because of the cost of it. You know, it's expensive to take mum, dad and the two kids to a game of footy these days. But when you're battling to get families there and then this gets added on top of it. The, the talk is, though, that the security were just way over the top on the weekend. You're right there, mate. Oh, I think I'm dying. Oh, you need a brother, mate. Every Monday he's dying on Monday itis. You're looking um, very. We don't have to turn the contrast down. You're looking very red. Yeah, I just. I think it's just a bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. You were starting. Funny. You were starting to look really good, actually. When you go back, I was going over some tape on the weekend. You, you look starting to look really fit, but then yeah, you're coming day, today and you look very bend. average. <laughs> four day bender will do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I think you know that compounds the fact and. And I think the AFL and the clubs want to stamp it out as quick as they can. I get that. That's yeah. To then try and yep. drag the families and the kids back to the back to the games. The word on the street though is that they're over the top. And they're being it's yeah, gone too maybe far. A little bit. But as I say, you, you know, you take your kids and you're sitting in the in the general you know reserved or general seating. You don't know who you're going to be sitting next to or around. So. Isn't but it's it, it is hard to stop. They still do licensed and unlicensed sections. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's very hard to. Why don't they deliver pies anymore? I reckon if you bring back pie delivery, you get more people to the footy. You definitely start going again. Hundred percent. When you go when you go to the when you go to baseball and that at uh, in the, in America. Why don't you get off your seat and walk back out to the to the bar where they sell the hot I'll pies miss, and a beer? Because I'll miss the reason that I'm there, which is what. To, to watch the football and have, yeah, have a pie. You don't go there to watch the footy. You not, go there for the pies. Well, I used to, not anymore because they're shit. They don't deliver them. Fair enough. You can get a beer and a hot dog delivered in the US. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Bring it back. Bring back the blokes. Hot pies. Hot pies. That's one for you, Timmy. I could be this Pass week. it up the chain to the uh, NRL. I'll just I'll start up. making some calls. I just yeah. got the name for this week's episode. It's called. I can't hot promise pies. anything, but. We'll get the wheels in motion. That's big red on the purse this week. Bring back the pie vendor at the footy. Uh, where we are we should at? be going to line up for a Caesar salad. Do you want to get the? Do you want to get Junior on the phone while we're NRL? Well, yeah, we can get or? Junior on the phone. He's he'll be nice and chirpy after a win. Do you know it's good having Timmy back? I feel so much less pressure on my shoulders to be driving all the dials and and doing all the volumes. So what do we got? Normally got my hand in my knob. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're breathing in the mic a bit. Sorry to Hello, our boys. listeners and Hey, Junior, back in the winner's circle. Going? What? What? So much better on a Monday. Going, not having to worry about who's coming up with a hundred bucks. How good? Uh, and did that go out? Was it 
slight concern, but hey. Did, you, did you remember to put it on, Junior? Yeah, mate. And the right Dylan team? Campbell here. The right, right team? Right thing. Good work. 13 plus. It's not hard. It's not hard. Uh, how many bets in your life do you reckon you put on and you <laughs> muck one up? I'd hate to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're all good. We've got 190 in the kitty, boys. It's no, that terrific. Was, that was all over at half time. Getting the cue. Pretty, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty painless, Still wasn't it? Easy. So, yeah, good, and I, uh, I'm not sure whether you mentioned it last week or not. You certainly mentioned it to me. I can't remember if it was on, on air or not, but uh, Bergerac at the Ipswich Cup. Did yeah, you mention that, that one last that week? Either. Did we, I, I can't remember. Did we? Was no, it on air? I don't not, know. Not um, sure. We might have actually. Uh, don't know. Probably not. What about Dylan put the mocker on two golfers last week? <laughs> Candlelight and Schnedeker. Candlelight. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just got off to a slow start, but he... he Came okay in the last two rounds. I think he finished twentieth in the end, so it wasn't all bad. I don't. I don't reckon they yeah. troubled the blokes with the uh, letters on the leaderboard. No, uh, he definitely didn't. They didn't put his name up on the board. That's for uh, sure. I think Gary Gary Woodman was oh, sixties or seventies. Yeah, so. Why didn't you find him? That would have been nice, wouldn't it? What a story! I what a story! Maybe a British British Open. Yeah, no, good story. Great story. British Open, oh, you reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah, I reckon that might be our go. And what do we got this week? What are we uh one ninety? What well, are we? Well, I uh looked around so obviously the, the NRL's the international <laughs> round with the origin. Um some good games. Lebanon. That'll be a good game. Uh, and I see you can't bet on that yet. That's disappointing. Who, who are they? Got? Um uh Lebanon are Ipswich. playing <laughs> Yeah, they're playing P no, Lebanon are playing Fiji. Okay. Yeah. Little so, side um, note: Do you I know that? Do you know rugby league's illegal in Greece? Did you know that? Greece. There are people protesting in Greece so that they can play rugby league. I think that's You're an that's, that's an interesting story that we might try and dig into into the next couple of yeah. weeks. I wonder who the best Greece football rugby league player ever was. Theo. Get him on. Theodore. That's a that's an outrage. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Do they play? They've never played in World Cups or anything. No. Obviously it's a, not. It's illegal. They're not allowed. Yeah, that's no good so at that, all. So that's the battle that, that that we have sometimes in rugby league is that it's a lot of the countries where we're trying to uh, make a name for rugby league, they they don't see the difference between union and league. They just, call, they just say, well, it's rugby. It's the same thing. So league doesn't yeah. actually get recognised in a lot of countries as being a different sport. It's not good. Yeah, mm. just a side note. Sorry, that derailed the job. Yeah, Sorry, that's Todd, no, Green, Todd Greenberg in here today. Big <laughs> <laughs> red, red Greenberg. Um, Don't, so, no, yeah. call it something else. I can't stand that bloke. Jeez. <laughs> He's, oh, he does all right. He's all right. But this week's all the international boys, so New Zealand, Tonga, Fiji, Lebanon, Samoa, PNG. Um, and I thought we'd, we'd, you know, with Origin on, we might as well, we'll, we'll, we'll have a little play on uh, the Origin match. So we've got 190 in the kitty. We're going to have 180 dollars at a dollar 91 with Queensland head to head. I reckon they'll wrap it up. This guy. Yes, they, they'll wrap it up, boys. I think if yeah, the seven changes New South Wales, that the short turnaround, got limited time to get all the you know, the, the team together and uh, make that all happen. And Queensland, I think, relatively unchanged with just the two um, front rows. So. Yeah, I'm just worried that Queensland is going to be on the piss all week because <laughs> they already know each well, other. 
It's all right. Blake Burgess is in the New South Wales side, so they'll be on the piss all week. So we're safe. Uh, um, so, Junior, so one we're, question. We're the Cardi yeah, We've got 109 in the kitty, but you're only having 180 on them. We're having 10, 10 bucks on month the first try at $23. Okay. Oh, jeez. Good yeah. one. I like I think it. That, on, that, on that field, I've sort of, I don't know who to quote or who wrote, but the obviously at Optus Stadium, AFL and cricket, it's hard to get your bearings on those sidelines. And I just think Munster might find some gaps on those edges um, early. So I thought at $23, Beautiful. we'll have 10 on him at 23 and we'll have 180 on Queensland head-to-head at $1.91. I like it. Good, Junior. Good boy. We'll we'll get, we were just talking we'll about the fact that uh, Travojevic and Kotrick are both out of place in the centres. They don't play there for their clubs, so they, they, they could struggle defensively. So you're, you're right on the money there. Munster might find a little, yeah. little gap to sneak through. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that uh, – yeah, I looked at that. I looked at Hunt as well, but I think uh, yeah, I think Munster might do that. Getting your bearings. I can't believe they didn't play Cody Walker. He plays at the SCG every second weekend. It's very similar. And how you've got to kick and get those bearings on sidelines. And, what, yeah. what about anyway. Josh Morris? How hard done boys have? Oh. And no, they haven't said much about it, have they? The last sort of since last night. What, what was the reason? Just form or? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I think they're panicking. To be honest, I think uh, Fitler's in all sorts. Big time, big time. So uh, I yeah, like it, Junior. Very good. Interesting voice. So yeah, that's what we we'll go. Munster first try and Queensland head to head. Cheer them home. I like it. That's it. Righto. Well, uh, good news. Uh, North Burley Nippers. We are. <laughs> We're going back in the right direction, so cheer on Queensland this week, and uh, hopefully we're, we're talking it up again next week with some serious money in the kitty. Perfect. Righto, Junior. Nice. Thanks, Junior. When, Thanks, are, you, when are you coming um, in to visit? How about we go next week, eh, after Origin? Oh, we, oh next week we go, we'll see how we go. We might have someone next week. Someone more important. We've got a beer expert, but he's got quite a busy schedule, so we just, we'll just we'll work out. We'll work out. Maybe you should be here for the beer expert. Yeah, I'll be the car will be staying at Red. And I'll, I don't know. I'll get home. So uh, no, that's right, boys. Yeah, I'll have to get in and and um, yeah, come in for the show. We'll, we'll get great. we'll get producer Timmy to work out everyone's schedules there and uh, get back to you. Perfect. Sounds good. Have a good week, boys. See you, Thanks, mate. Junior. See you, Red. Bye. I'm staying. Oh, I thought you were going too. <laughs> there you go. We're on the Maroons. That's better than cheering for New South Wales. It, it is good. I was, I was worried he's going to make that bet. Just makes me that extra bit nervous. I get so tense what, watching an Origin game. I don't know why. No, we'll be right. I'm usually wake I, up a I bit think, sore. Hopefully they'll win. I think they'll win. What about? Uh, let's rip into some golf. Big golf. Day. Yeah, the uh, final round of the US Open this morning. So Gary Woodland, um, overnight leader, pretty much led from go to woe. Um, Pretty cool story. Actually went to college in the States to play basketball. Yep. Got there after a couple of games and realised it was next level. It was too short, too slow. I don't think it was too short. I just, you know, the, that college basketball, the level required at those, you know, especially at the, the good colleges. Yep. Um, he realised pretty early he wasn't up to it. <coughs> then decided to focus on his golf and here we are now. He's a US Open champion, so... Um, Held off some big names too, coming did. at him hard he today. Did. He had Brooks Kepka on his tail, obviously Justin Rose. Yeah, obviously, Beers and Band, a favourite. Adam Scott was, uh, was there for he a had bit. A, he had a good run today. I was, I was yeah, trying to keep track did. of he, it. You know, he got to 
I watched his probably, night. Pro- I, probably the, after the 12th, um, where he was six under for the round, he actually legitimately looked like, you know, two two or three more birdies in the last six or seven holes. He could have sat in the clubhouse and felt reasonably comfortable. Um, I think the, I saw his approach at the ninth, and he was just begging it to carry, carry, yeah, carry. A, it was, was a, a nice shot. shot, really nice at, at the pin. And just, very, just one very unusual shot for him, hit it out of bounds off the tee on 13, which is a mile right. Um, just out of the blue. I'm not sure where that shot came from, but that sort of stopped his momentum and then uh, a couple of missed putts on um, 16 and 17. Finished seventh, but it was probably one of those ones that should have been third, possibly second. Still not a, still continues a good run at the majors this year. Is he Other than Kepka, is he the most consistent this year already, do you think, in the big ones? Um, Who else? Patrick Cantlay's been, you know, he led the Masters with three holes to go. He was right there at the PGA and, and finished 20th this Scotty's week. Scotty's so been in the top five or six for, for all of them, though, I think top, he? maybe even top ten. No, he might not have been in top ten in Augusta. But, yeah, I mean, he's having a good year um, without – ultimately those guys, when you get to that level there, it's all about winning. How does he, how does he play at the Open? Sort of got a small well, investment. He led. He should have won it. A few years ago, he was four in front with four to go, and may have made a small investment. So I'm hoping he does well at the Bridge Show. Yeah, so that's only uh, well, that'll be a month away now, so um, four weeks in between. So yeah, the British Open, he'll be he'll be a chance. It's in uh, Ireland this year, so um, it's actually at Rory McIlroy's home course. So I'm, I would imagine he'll be he'll be a warm favourite there. But he'll have a fair fair crack at it. Yeah, so that was a good story. Um, Brooks Kepka second again. I mean, it's just phenomenal his run in the majors. How's the rough at that? He, he had a couple of shockers trying to hit out of the rough. That, that's 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 not your average rough, people. It was no, about a foot high. No, it's not. And you know that course all year round is um, you know it's obviously renowned as one of the most beautiful courses in the world. But typically the rough is not up around there, and they obviously being. You know, holding the US Open, they they would have known sort of three years in advance. So, so where is that course? Is that in California? Pebble Beach, yeah, California. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I always had it pictured in my head. It was over no, on that. It's down in Monterey, Monterey Peninsula there. Um, beautiful part of the world, and obviously the the eighteenth hole is one of the most famous holes in the world, sort of around the bay. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's three majors done with obviously the British Open to come, the last one of the year. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, that was it for the golf, um, cricket, World Cup. Keeps had pushing on. Finch on fire, and Warner goes big without going kaboom. He's he's uh, he's changed his game. You've been waiting to say that. Haven't I have. You? It's almost like I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, Australia. I actually watched a bit of that over on the island on the weekend. I um, the positive sign for me is that they're winning without. I, I'm not. Convinced that they've hit top straps yet? Yeah, I think they've still got a bit of improvement, which is a good sign. I know you bagged the bowlers last week, but I didn't bag them. I'm just you, worried about our depth. You bagged the bowlers last week. Has Has Mitchell's, Nathan Lyon got a run yet? Don't believe he played on the weekend. No, it baffles me. Um, in fact, I think they played far, four farts. I don't think they played a spinner on the weekend. Four farts. Four fasts. Definitely sounded like farts. Definitely, we're gonna have to play that back. <laughs> play four that farts. back. <laughs> Um, but the bowlers, the bowling was good. Very highbrow stuff here, beers and banter. Uh, 
Mitchell yeah. Stark was very good early. So the, the top four teams are broken away as suspected, and uh, I think how, what are we three and one at the moment? Three and one, yeah. I, I mean, the big one for us is going to be New Zealand. I think in another three weeks, maybe we play New Zealand. Three weeks towards the end of the towards the end. Well, you play ten matches or nine, nine matches. Nine, yeah, you're right. So I think we play them eighth. So that'll be, uh, I think, that'll be the the big game that both sides are. Focusing on or looking forward to, so very good. But yeah, I think we're, uh, I think we're definitely the team to beat at this stage. Hey, uh, through the week, I just want to throw some numbers at you. The Forbes rich list for 2019 come out. Uh, Floyd Mayweather no longer atop the list. Lionel Messi, 127 million dollars a year. It's not bad, eh? For a bit of kickball, pocket they, change. Where'd you? Where'd you fit in? Uh, just I think I didn't quite make the top hundred. I don't think, but um, just outside. Just outside. I'm going to rattle off the top ten: Cristiano Ronaldo, number two, hundred and nine million; Neymar, hundred and five million. So that that soccer game must be catching on, eh? The top three highest paid athletes. It, it sounds like there's a few people that actually watch the game. Maybe you could look into covering, talking about it. Yeah, from time maybe. To time. Mm. I don't know. Something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Canelo Alvarez, $94 million. So that's a boxer, in case you didn't know. Uh, Federer, the Fed Express, $93.4 million. Uh, Number six, Russell Wilson. Do you know what Do you know what he does, Timmy? Is that not Russell Coy? Similar. Same first name. You got yeah. yeah, close. 50% right. Yep. So the next two blokes are both quarterbacks in the NFL. You've got Russell Wilson at the Seahawks and Aaron Rodgers at the Packers. Should have got that. Both at about oh, 89.5 and $89.3 million. Uh, and then we've got the King, LeBron, at number eight, $89 million. Steph Curry, $79.8 million. And Kevin Durant, $65.4 million. That so moral of the story is soccer, problem. NFL, or basketball. Get your kids into it. Yeah, true story. I'm going to write that down, kids. So was that LeBron was the highest NBA player? Yes. Yep. And this, but, this, but the NFL guys are more. So obviously, no baseball is on the top ten. That's interesting. Does this? Does that just include? Um, like for Federer, for example, is that just prize money or is that I think it includes I think it well? includes a lot. Must I think it's total earnings. Yeah, it'd have to be. He couldn't there's no way he'd make ninety million in prize money in a no. year. Uh, talk about some of these dudes got their own shoes and whatnot. Oh, we didn't cover it. We put the mocker on the Warriors as well. The unbeatable team mm. <laughs> went down to the Raptors. Unbelievable. I mean, awesome for Toronto. Yeah, first, good, probably a good result for the NBA. First, um, the first championship for that franchise. Um, I think in all honesty, they caught Golden State, A, with a couple of injuries, B, maybe out of form a little bit. Um, they probably got them at the right time. Steph Curry certainly wasn't as good as he normally is in the not, finals. Not the Steph Curry that we're used to. Um, and obviously the big injuries and... Bogut was a little bit quiet, I thought, towards the end of the year, and especially in that final series. So, all credit to Toronto; they, um, you know, they didn't back down that whole series. And, and is it Lowry, their main guy? Are they going to be Leonard. able to hold on to him? Uh, 
Oh, Le- Leonard. Um, sorry, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I I would imagine they'd be they'd better keep him there. Um, you know, they've got a fairly young list as far as playing together, so um, you know they they're going to be competitive again next year, certainly. Yeah, righto. Well, another another prediction <laughs> that we we balls up, and I think um, and I think Golden State. Have, I mean, they they've had a phenomenal run. Could be the end of the dynasty, though. Maybe that might be the sign that they're sort of on the way. They're going to lose KD and maybe someone. I can't remember who the other bloke was. Well, Durant's done his Achilles, so I'm, I don't know where that sits. But he'd well, have that's to six be, months before you even walking properly. Yeah, isn't it? he'd have to be close to finishing up anyway. Um, Cur- Curry's not done, but he's getting on a bit. Um, Clay Thompson's getting on a little bit. Not sure that Bogut will go around again next year. So they'll they'll certainly be a different team next year and. Um, yeah, we might see a few new teams up there, which would be good. Good stuff. Uh, we've been waffling a little bit. I want a couple of things I still want to talk about. Surfing at the Olympics. What do you think? Um, yeah, I don't have an issue with it. I've, as I said, the off air. I, the one for me, and, and obviously with the golf background, but golf came in in the last Olympics. For me, the Olympics was always about an am- amateur sport. And, I, and I'm a big one. I believe that in the golf they should – imagine a young Australian kid up there playing for a gold medal. So you don't. So you think the golfing should be only guys that don't have their professional card, so the amateurs yeah, only? amateurs only. I think the Dream Team ruined that. Since the Dream Team played in the basketball, it's, it's been game on. Yeah. And most of the top-line Olympic events that all be professional – they are now, certainly. Maybe not the high jumpers or – yeah, they probably are. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a sport that wouldn't be I, – I remember I used to know a bloke that was he was captain of the, the Kookaburras. He still – he worked with us at, uh, at Clipsall. Yeah. He – so a lot of those, a lot of those guys have still got day jobs. So so it's, it's a weird mix when you get into that. Imagine walking into the athletes' village and you got uh, you got Kevin Durant on seventy million dollars a year, and then you've got old mate that's working two jobs and and. Well, that's always been a an ongoing discussion, you know. And even the swimmers, you know, these swimmers are fairly well known in Australia, and they're not to the point where I think the I think the uh, Americans. They didn't stay in the in the. No, I don't think they do. In the village, I remember Bogut whinging about the mattresses and stuff mm. when he got in, got into into the village. But the Americans, they they like rented a cruise ship. Yeah. For for Rio, like so they weren't even mm. they weren't even staying with everybody else. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, it's, it's maybe that's what makes the Olympics that that whole mix of different athletes and. The only thing that worries me, I don't like sports at the Olympics that are judged. Well, so gymnastics, dancing. Ice skating, all those ones where it's like you've got some corrupt judge putting up like a nine point five from from it says Russia under from their Uzbekistan. Flag. Like, please, I, I I don't know. I think sport. It's like there should be a definitive answer. That person was the best runner on the day because they first passed the post, or that team scored more goals than the other team. But when it's like subjective, and you've got oh that guy was a better surfer mm. on the day. I, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, surfing's certainly a world sport now. Yeah, um, it's good. I'm, I, I think I'm stoked for surfing. I just, I just find. I mean, it the only thing it probably, it probably limits the countries that can actually hold the Olympics, doesn't it? Well, it depends. They might all have to build a Kelly Slater wave pool. Maybe. 
What are they doing for for Tokyo? Could be flat for the week. Yeah. I'm not sure. Just no waves. Just surf. Seeing you look flat. into that for us next week. Uh, science update. You might have noticed something in the background, Dylan. I did. I noticed something in the background. What is that? Timmy collimated my telescope for me before the episode. <laughs> Sounds sexual, I know, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> Promise. Is that what you call it? That's what you walked in on. That's what was <laughs> stroking his telescope. <laughs> So yeah. you've joined the ranks of the uh, amateur astronomer. Yeah. Well, so How was your first experience? Average, very average. <laughs> I was trying to track Jupiter last week. And, and, still, and he didn't take the lens cap off. That <laughs> normally helps. <laughs> and you've got to take it out of the garage too. What? Yeah, no, a, I, see the I, roof above? I opened the manhole and then kicked a tile and I was shooting it straight out. <laughs> yeah. Just didn't know why I couldn't see anything. Jupiter. So Jupiter was at its closest. This is what I was trying to do on the right. 12th. Closest for 2019. So, so you missed it. Really? If I miss my window. Yeah. Surely it's still fairly it's close like, though, right? It's close enough. It's not yeah. like rapidly moving yeah. away. Probably still another. Good to go. Yeah, right. Might be something for you tonight. Get on board, mate. There's a whole universe out there, though. It's not flat, you know. Apparently. Well, I've got uh, Brian Cox this Wednesday night. Is it? Yes, it is. Is he coming on the podcast? I've. It's not confirmed, <laughs> but where I'm talking to his management and where. Yeah, good. Yeah, so we're talking at a higher level at this stage, but maybe do a live cr- if if possible. Can you do a live? Actually, cross I'm from in the, show? the section. I am in the section that's allowed to ask questions at the end. Oh, beers and beer. Oh, so it's Tim from beers yeah, and beer. Yeah, but just hold the hold the mic up. Please explain. <laughs> I love it. Where's he at, mate? What, what's the go there? Brisbane. He is at the Brisbane Center. Convention Center. So that's the one I was chatting about the other week, where he's got the. Uh, he basically comes across with these screens, fills. The whole back. It's like 16K. Yeah, 16K resolution. So you're talking about 4K sports channels before. Brian Cox brings these 16K screens. So for everyone that doesn't know who Brian Cox is, what's he? So what he, he's, a, he's, an, he's a particle physicist at CERN, the Large Hadron Kaleidoscope. You can, you can see the little mouse inside his head just spinning <laughs> its track. So, I can so just he's, think he's, he's a particle physicist. So, so, he's, he's actually, so what he's going to come and have a chat about the black holes and the universe. Be and, awesome. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. I like it. Take a pillow. <laughs> I'm yeah. a fan. It's yeah. Wednesday night. Fair That's enough. what I'll be doing no. on Wednesday night. We might do a full pod about that. Um, Sands, Dylan. Mm. About the what? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about when he's sick? Talking of uh, sure ast- away. Yeah. talking of astronomy, I'm thinking about getting some of those astronaut nappies so I can watch more sport. I was talking to Blake last week. Reckons he knew a guy that was a professional gamer. That uh, his missus used to bring him food <laughs> while he was gaming, but uh, sort of things went south when she found out he was wearing a nappy while he was gaming. It could be handy on a long trip, trip po- to Sydney. These podcasts, it'll be good. Yeah, that's it, right. Can you see if we can get? get I'll look uh, into that. Look, some find eBay maybe. Wonder if they're one size fits all. Righto. I think, Next. I think that's just about it. I, I want to. I'm thinking about this for a marketing strategy though. You know, remember that streaker from the. Um, from the Champions League the other week. No, this will be good. I don't think you should streak. Yeah, no, let's paint him up. So so it comes out that that was quite a strategic manoeuvre. Everyone Obviously, they were doing it for publicity. But he weighed it up. Basically, the fine cost $24,000. But it was the the exposure that the guy got was worth some phenomenal amount of money. So he, his memberships are $9.99 a month. He made millions of dollars off that. Was this the lady that did it at the... Yeah, the lady in the swimsuit that streaked at the soccer... 
So they paid the bill of 25, 24 grand, but it was a lot cheaper than paying for advertising during the game. So I'm just thinking one of us three should probably... Definitely not you. I don't think any of us should probably do it. I don't know. She was sort of a bit better looking than you are. <laughs> Please. Well, it just about wraps me up. That's all i got in the notebook this week. That's it. That's a wrap. Uh, what do you got, Timmy? You all good? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Yeah, righto. Uh, all the socials, you can follow us at Beers and Banter. Please uh, engage with us on, on the socials. We've got a shout-out for the – we've got some followers have been uh, – No, we've already given that out to Brugie and righto. he was toasting you about your origin selection. Yeah, thanks, Brugie. Keep it coming. Uh Obviously know nothing about footy, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate the support, everyone. Every time you share our show, it it's, uh, makes a huge difference. So uh, thank you all, and we'll see you all again next week. Over and out.